sometimes later end up becoming never. Never. Yeah. Later is never. Later is never. I like that. Mm -hmm. I agree to that. I live by that. If we can understand how do we get the plane up in the air and just do a little bit, we keep that momentum. Yeah. Even if I don't get a chance to work out today, I might even do some stretching or I might go for a walk. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I'm not eating perfect today, but I'm drinking my water. I'm still keeping that momentum. Like you said during COVID, you didn't quit. You just said, I'm going to start moving my body outside. I keep the momentum going. Yeah. Change is absolutely possible. Yeah. You know, I hear people all the time, you know, I don't think I can change. Change is hard. Change is not easy. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to un- get a little uncomfortable to be, to get uncomfortable to mo- make that right, change. Right, right. But, okay. but at the same time, um, I've seen major transformations with people. That change is truly possible. But the questions always come about is, how do we stay motivated? How do we build habits that last? And how do we keep that momentum going? You know, if I can go from doing nothing to something, that's where you begin. All right, welcome back to another Rusty Move podcast. And today I have uh, Rashawn with me and we're going to have a great time uh, talking about some areas but what I kept thinking about you know I, I kind of put this out to some of my friends Marty Hall and Nicole Tilma and some yeah. of the on target living you know friends and kind of family and champions and so I got a text today from Marty and he says you know it's February why don't you guys talk more about some motivation because it's gloomy here, we're having freezing rain. It's yeah. it's it's you know after the holidays, and we're not into spring yet, so we're kind of in that space. So I kept thinking, like you know what, let's do that. Let's talk about motivation. So today we're going to talk about happiness is in the pursuit. Mm. And at the end of my um, book, the Rusty Move book, if you're not familiar with, that I wanted to figure out how do I how do I bring this all together at the end. And you and I kind of talked a little bit about this before, but it's not always in the planting the flag at the top of the mountain. Yeah. It's always in the struggles. It's in the journey. Yeah, the hardship. And that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's the good stuff. So anyway, um, happy to spend some time with you today. Um, happy to be here, yeah. How, how have you been doing? We're doing good. I mean, as y'all know, I'm here behind the scenes, behind the camera all the time, doing the digital marketing stuff. And uh, Kristen, I've always been showing love ever since I got here, so it's been great just being here. You know, the energy is great, you know. And what do I try to feed you on a regular basis? Oh, yeah, he always giving them oatmeal. It's oatmeal on the run, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, didn't you start that? Was that your, like, Well, again, recipe? yeah, years and years ago, anybody can make it. It's a pretty simple recipe, but yeah. as you said, you know, you're a growing, you know, um, you know, a strong young man yeah. and I got to feed, I got to feed you. So, <laughs> so I make enough yeah. for, you know, not only my clients sometimes, but I always make it for you and Molly. And, um, mm-hmm. I know you guys always appreciate it cause I like it. Yeah. And then, um, you got the wheatgrass here. Uh-huh. Um, you brought your, uh, parents in last week uh-huh. and your little sister yeah so that was fun to meet your yeah. parents and your little sister yeah they would they they liked it they liked yeah. the office they liked the vibe in here it was, it was yeah it was good i wanted to meet y'all no it's good i'm glad you yeah. did that so mm-hmm. um anything you want to begin with today because i'm just going to kind of march through this we have seven areas i want to touch on uh-huh. but if there's anything you want to start with anything uh let's talk the motivation thing i think a lot of people need to hear this now since we already early in the you know yeah. podcast so, so, so let's, let's, let, I'll just jump right into this thing. So uh-huh. think about this for a minute. You know, p- 
people want to have a better night of sleep, they might want to be medicated free. Mm-hmm. They want to be healthier. They want to have vitality, the juice, you know, all that stuff. But I think a lot of people feel like they have to climb, climb Mount Everest, mm-hmm. and they don't. So one of the things I want to kind of say at the beginning is people want all this, but change is absolutely possible. Yeah. You know, I hear people all the time, you know, I don't think I can change. Change is hard. Change is not easy. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to un- get a little uncomfortable to be, to get uncomfortable to mo- make that right, change. Right, right. But, okay. but at the same time, um, I've seen major transformations with people mm-hmm. that change is truly possible. But the questions always come about is how do we stay motivated? How do we build habits that last, and how do we keep that momentum going? So as I mentioned earlier, it's a journey, but step number one, I want to throw a couple out here, but the first one is going from zero to one. Mm. And what does that mean? That goes from like, okay, why do I have to overanalyze this? Mm. Why do I want to make this so simple? You know, if I can go from doing nothing to something, that's where you begin. Don't have to make it perfect. You just go from, and, and I'm, I got a couple here under the rest. Breathe through your nose mm-hmm. with your diaphragm one to two minutes a day. Mm-hmm. How easy is that? It's easy, but like a lot of people don't do it. You know? So you think about it. Yeah. As simple as it sounds, fastest way to calm the mind, relax mm-hmm. the body, is breathe through the nose, mm-hmm. use your diaphragm, and slow it down. I cannot tell you how many people that I've learned this from Dr. Phil Nuremberger many, many years ago, but I'll share with them this fast way to lower blood pressure, calm the mind, this and that, talk about mental health today, anxiety, mm-hmm. and they still don't do it. What do you think? Why don't they do it? I feel like people, a lot of people are misinformed. Like, when I first heard about, when you guys told me about the, what was it, the para... Parasympathetic nervous system. Yeah, and the... Sympathetic. Sympathetic, right. So even the nostrils, I had no idea about that when I first came here. Yeah, the you nostrils know? are the yeah. switchboard for the nervous system. Yeah, and um, growing up, like, I always... You know, was breathing through my nose because I was playing basketball. We was told to do that, but no one actually told you, informed you on why right, you should. Right, like, this would help. And you I, and I, I think what you just said too is critical because mm-hmm. if people understand why they're doing it, right, not just being told to do it, right, you understand a little bit about that. So that's an easy one right there. Here's another one I thought mm-hmm. was really simple: sleep an additional thirty minutes each night. Mm. I didn't say three hours, thirty minutes. Get to bed. I had a guy the other day, and he said he goes to bed at 1 o'clock, 1 a.m., uh, so go to and bed he gets up at 6.30. I said, well, <laughs> number one, you're not going to sleep for five and a half straight hours. That's right. So you're probably going to get maybe four and a half hours, mm-hmm. and you never really thought of that that way. So I said, what if you went to bed at 11, and you got up at 6.30? Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, I don't know if I can do that. I said, well, let's just start with 30 minutes. So if you just add 30 minutes on, how about this one? Mm. Plan a two-minute stretch break every afternoon. Mm. So now we're going from doing nothing to something. I didn't say go work out. I said right, go right, move right. your body for two minutes in a stretch break. So that's really easy. And one of the last ones I really like, and you and I have talked about this one, but take an Epsom salt bath once a week. Epsom salts are high in magnesium, yeah. relaxes the body, helps you get a better night's sleep, great for your blood pressure, the list goes on. So that's going from basically doing nothing to something. Right. Now, under the eating, imagine, so simple, talk about this as we go, but imagine if you, if you, I ask you right now, I said, Rashawn, what type of omega-3 fats, if you're talking to your friends mm-hmm. about omega-3 fats, and you ask them the question, tell me type of omega-3 fats you consume, what would they say? What would they say? What would they say? They wouldn't have an idea. They wouldn't Honestly, have any idea, right? Like, 
what's what's omega three fats? Right. I just know saturated fats and. And then you know. what do they do for you, right? Right. So if you said, hey, one of the things that could be great, great for your brain health, heart health, natural anti-inflammatory hormones, taking an omega-3 fats, but as simple as this, mm-hmm. you take one tablespoon of cod liver oil every morning. Yeah. How hard is that? It's not hard at all. And if you know the benefits of it. Right, then you'll do it. You might do it. That's right? why I had a whole lifestyle change because <laughs> I was I understood it. You know what I'm saying? I knew well, I, I think doing. the other thing, too, was exciting for when you came in here is mm-hmm. you were – you were a curious. You yeah. want to learn more, uh-huh. and you were like, "Okay, let me try this. Mm-hmm. I'll be the, I'll be the, you know, the proofs in the pudding and and, and <laughs> taste in the pudding." Yeah. All right. Let me show you one other thing here. What if you, from an eating standpoint, what if you fasted twelve hours overnight? Mm-hmm. How hard is that? I mean, you're sleeping. I mean, you sleep eight hours. You're already. sleeping, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. if you're sleeping eight hours, it's an overnight fast. Right. So it's a great way to clean itself. Uh-huh. So the point we're trying to make here is. These are some simple, easy things along the way. Mm-hmm. And last but not least under the move is, imagine this, going for a walk for five minutes a day. How many people don't do that? Five minutes. Five minutes. Or maybe if you did five push-ups Instead twice a week. Right. It's just you tricking the brain almost. Tricking the brain. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Making it so, so step one today, we're going to talk about going from zero to one. Don't paralyze yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't make it harder than it is. Don't overanalyze it. Go from doing nothing to something. Yeah. Because that's where all the change starts to occur. So that's number one. Number two, mm-hmm. I love talking about this. As you said earlier, is motivation. Why do they, we do the things we do? What drives our behavior? Mm-hmm. How many times have we said these things to ourselves? I have so many great ideas if I only could get motivated. Mm-hmm. Or I know that exercise is good for me, but I just can't seem to find the motivation to get started. Mm-hmm. Or I want to lose weight, but I have a hard time staying on a plan without supervision. So think about these all. And this is like, oh, gosh, these are all statements that everybody has in common but what, what, how do we find this motivation? So step number one, I want to start with this, is what is motivation? Mm-hmm. Let's have a better understanding of motivation. So when you hear somebody say motivation, what comes to your mind? The people out here, I, I honestly feel like everyone can agree, but motivation is like it's in the moment. It's like a feeling. I don't believe motivation is really real. Because the moment you, you know, lack that motivation, you're not going to want to do it anymore. So I feel like it's a feeling. It's a moment. It's like, oh, yeah, I can do it. And then when it's time to do it, it's like, where is the motivation? So I feel like a lot of people should probably be aiming at discipline. So you're kind of seeing that motivation is kind of fleeting. Yeah. It just kind of comes and goes. It comes and goes. Like, it's like a roller coaster. Like, one day you may feel motivated. You might want to, like, you know, start eating better. Right. And then two days later, you're like, well... I, I don't, I'm not feeling that today. I want to eat a pizza. I want to have that beer and I want to yeah. have that pizza. Yeah, and it's right? like, that's where it wavers up and down. But it's like when we all try to look deeper into discipline, it's like a set plan of action where you actually like, okay, 90 days from now, I'm going to be the size I want to be. Well, yeah. I, and I think when you think about motivation, I think what we're kind of saying, there's really two types of motivation I want to uh-huh. kind of address. The first one is, extrinsic motivation mm. extrinsic motivation is a motivation coming from outside mm-hmm. so you watch a inspiring movie or you hire a personal trainer or it's coming from outside we all mm. need that right? right yeah but the problem with that is it's the 
it's the carrot and the stick, you know, like if you do this, you get this, you do this, you, you know. Yeah. So the problem with that is it's, in my opinion, it's very fleeting. Mm -hmm. The true motivation comes when we move from extrinsic to intrinsic. Mm -hmm. Now we're motivated internally. Nobody's looking. I'm still motivated. So that, that's the magic. How do you get people to go from extrinsic to intrinsic? Mm. And a big part of that, when we talk about w- our lifestyle, is when I'm talking about this with people, let's say movement, yeah. we're going to try movement activities you enjoy. Because if you don't enjoy it, you're not going to, even though you know it's good for you, yeah. you don't enjoy it intrinsically. You don't. Or when you're lifting weights, if you can get people to understand how to get their brain into the muscle and how it feels, mm-hmm. or maybe how do they feel afterwards, that's more intrinsic. Yeah. So, so that's the big thing you have to understand is how do you get people to go from extrinsic to intrinsic? And when they do that, to me, that's the motivation internally, mm-hmm. and that's the, the engine we're all looking for. But if you say to yourself, you know, I'll use myself as an example, like some days I don't feel like it. Like I, yeah. I feel like I'm not motivated to go move my body. Yeah. But then I think about how I'm going to feel mm-hmm. after the event or what I was just listening to podcast the other day with uh, in the, the Spartan races. And, and Joe was talking a little bit about this and he was talking about put a date on the calendar. Mm. Deadlines. I think a date on the calendar is very motivating for many people. Yeah. So when I used to do bodybuilding, I'd always work backwards. So if my date is April 24th and it's January one, I got that date on the calendar. Mm-hmm. I know that date's there. Yeah. So now I'm kind of internally motivated, intrinsically motivated, because I got the date on the calendar. Mm. Or if you're going to run in your first 5K race or whatever it is, you put that date on the calendar. Right. Does that does that work for you? I was just going to say that. Um, honestly, that's the only thing that works for me. Um, before, when I didn't have anything on the calendar, or let's say I just, well, you know, I want to do this. By the time I was about to start, I didn't want to do it anymore. It's just like in that moment. But when I focused on that date and had like, let's say at the end of the month, I wanted to grow my biceps or something. If I see it, then I can actually think it. Then eventually it's going to come to pass. So I Yeah, like for example, if you said, hey, I'm going to put the date on the calendar mm-hmm. and I, whatever I'm going to do, again, you know, because Mondays always come. Right. I'll just wait till Monday. Yeah. And then it's the next Monday, yeah. and we've all done that. To a, but if I get the date on the calendar, I can't keep ripping through these Mondays because Mondays are I'm coming through that. So yeah. I heard a thing they say like sometimes later end up becoming never, never. Yeah, later is never. Later is never. I like that. Mm-hmm. I agree to that. I live by that. I'm like if I tell myself I'm gonna do it later, I'm probably not gonna do it. Right. Mm-hmm. I had a guy one day I was doing some training and and I had to end the session. I had to leave him and. He said, hey, don't worry about it. I'm going to do those core work when you're gone. And we both, I looked at him, he looked at me, he started laughing. I'm like, you're not going to do it. He goes, nope, I'm not. He's doing like, no, that. I ain't doing it. I ain't doing that. All right, so number two is motivation. I think we all sometimes, but again, if we can go to extrinsic to intrinsic, doing yeah. it because we want to, not because we have to. Mm-hmm. And then that leads us into how do you develop a habit? So if I said to you, how do you develop a habit? What do you do? What do I do? Yeah. If you want to develop a new habit or change a habit, what, what do you do? I said a whole plan. Like, I'm a plan guy. Like, I like to write everything out, see it, think about it, visualize it. Like, when I set my plans and my habits, I normally do 21 days. 
I try to start small and then I work to big. Because if I start big, then I'm eventually going to call myself out of it. <laughs> so I love that you're going to start from small to big. Mm-hmm. So here's a couple myths most people believe about building habits. First, they think it has to be hard and painful. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen. That's not true. So habit formation is not hard if we break it down in what you just said mm-hmm. into small behaviors. Mm-hmm. So if you break it down into small behaviors, it's not that hard. Right. So if I my goal is to drink more water, mm-hmm. how do I do this for me? I gotta I gotta be able to some type of way to monitor it and then I gotta put it in front of me. So I like what you're saying. The second the second mm-hmm. myth most people think that it believes it takes a long time to develop a new habit. Believe it or not, you can b- build a habit relatively fast yeah. if you start developing this process mm-hmm. and you repeat the process. And the habit becomes more and more easy to sustain because it's smaller. But I, I, I tell this story in the book mm-hmm. about coffee's a habit that more than 70% of adults around the world partake in. Yeah. In the United States, think about this. In the United States alone, we consume over 4 million cups of coffee each day, or 146 billion cups a year. That is a lot of coffee. That's a lot of coffee. So I thought about, it's a, and it's fascinating that how many people, like I said, 70% of adults have a habit of drinking coffee. That's not your habit. That's not my habit. Right. But it's most people's habits, mm-hmm. right? And I was doing some some research on type 2 diabetes. Type 2 diabetes has grown like crazy in the United States. You know, one in eight, one in seven, one in six now have type 2 diabetes. It's grown like, grown like a, 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 a wildfire. Mm-hmm. But I started thinking about what countries around the world don't have type 2 diabetes. Mm-hmm. And if you looked at Norway, has almost very little type 2 diabetes. But I kind of th- thought about what is, what's the number one habit that they do that's different Well, their habit in Norway is, like our habit of drinking coffee in the United States, the habit in Norway is they take cod liver oil every morning. Mm. It's at the coffee shop. It's at the hotel. It's at the restaurant. It's everywhere. It's in their DNA. So is it the habit of taking cod liver oil every morning that probably causes them not to have type 2 diabetes? I think there's a there's some definitely um, relation, yeah. relation to that. So, but I kept thinking, imagine if the United States, if we did a tablespoon of cod liver oil before we drank our coffee, what would happen to our diabetes in the United States? If Start 70% yeah. of our population in the United States did a tablespoon of cod liver oil, mm-hmm. which makes the cells soft and permeable, which helps the absorption of insulin, mm-hmm. what would happen to our type 2 diabetes? But it really hit me like, Hmm, that's an interesting habit hmm. that Norway has that we don't. And the last thing I want to just mention in, in uh, B.J. Fogg's book, he talks about tiny habits, but he always talks about the cue, the reward, and the routine. And you mm-hmm. just said it. You talk about you got a routine for 21 days. Mm-hmm. So if I said, okay, what's my cue? My cue is here's my water. Yeah. My routine is I, I have my water here. It's just my routine. And then my reward is probably... I have better absorption, better digestion, better pH, better energy, Mm -hmm. and overall better uh, kidney function by drinking that. So, again, that's the habit loop over time. But I think the big takeaway for habits is that it doesn't have to be hard if you break them down. Yeah. And number two, if you understand that uh, it doesn't take a lot of time to build a habit. 
Yeah, and I, I also feel like, too, detaching from the outcome can build a habit better, too. Because if someone is so focused on just the outcome, right, and let's say they're on day five, they not, they're not seeing the results that they want to see, so they're going to be less motivated and want to give up. But let's say they're focused so much on the moment, they're like, you know, I'm going to just fall in love with this process. By the time they're trying to reach their goal, you know, they'll be there more fast because I just feel like, you know, personally, for me, even when I started working out, going to the gym, it was just like, I'm going to be there. That's all I told myself. I'm just going to go. Even if I work out 30 minutes, I'm just going to be there. It's and a process. ever since then, it's a part of my lifestyle. Well, man. I like what you said, too. Um, you're not worried about the outcome. Mm-hmm. You're focused on the habit of the process. Mm-hmm. I don't care what happens at the gym. I'm just going to the gym. I'm going to create that habit of going to the gym. Mm-hmm. Probably going to do stuff at the gym, right? Yeah. But again, I'm not so full. You know, people get so crazy about like, you know, I got the plan. I'm, I'm following the plan. I'm doing really good. Got the process going on, but I'm not losing weight. Yeah. And then they abandon ship. I'm like, no, don't take, don't, don't, don't focus on the, the, the outcome. Focus on the process of what you're doing, and yeah. that's that. That's definitely going to happen. But it's hard to stay disciplined to the process sometimes when they don't see the, the reward. Yeah. You know, they don't see that losing the weight but then many times when people lose the weight they like let their hair down and like okay now i can just do whatever i want right (laughs) all right so 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 number three we talked about a habit Uh and then number four kind of halfway through here yeah but we're going to talk about support systems i think this is in a kind of an area that i don't truly believe we talk enough about Mm -hmm. because when you have these support systems they help us keep all the momentum going, and we all need support systems. Mm-hmm. So the three support systems we're going to talk about, number one is personal support. You know, it's what do you, what do you need to do personally to support your to have it? So I'm going to, give, I'm going to ask you a couple questions. Okay. When you think about developing a f- support system, number one is you have to understand – you think about a couple things you need to have, and one of them is beliefs. Yeah. So initially, if you believe carbohydrates are going to make you fat, or if you have this negative self-talk or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. these are not going to be great ways to support some of your goals. Right. So if I ask you, what do you do for yourself to help you with your personal support, what would you do? How do you keep yourself motivated and engaged? Oh, this is fun right here. So... I have certain things that I stand by, I do, right? So um, when I'm working towards a goal, or let's say right now, right, I'm trying to be financially free before I'm 30. So what Ooh, I do look is, at that. yeah, I, I wake up Ooh, in the I morning this. every single day, and I have this list of affirmations that I read off to myself. And I tell, like, I'm trying to convince, because we all have a conscious mind, but then what we always forget, like everybody forgets is you have a subconscious mind. So what you're around, just like you said, your system, who you talk to, what you listen to, what you eat, everything has a lot to do and correlates back to your subconscious mind. So I try to convince my mind that, you know, I can be financially free. So I have these list of affirmations. I say it every morning and then I wake up um, and I try to follow this routine that's like what, you know, normal millionaires would do. So let's say I do, I wake up, affirmations, do my push-ups, uh, I try to get like something like water, lemon water or something like that. Then I'm on my way to work. 
as I'm on my way to work, like I come here to, and I come to work with y'all, um, talking to myself in a positive way. So like I'm thinking like, you know, this is going to be a great day. Like it's like I'm manifesting the whole day. You're manifesting your destiny, right? Yeah. As Tony Robbins likes to say, or yeah. yep, back in the day. Mm-hmm. Just speaking it. And I feel like that's that's a big part of it. Just me speaking it. Well, and I and I love that that you're again you have a plan mm. that supports you, your personal support. Mm-hmm. You're not having, you're not trying to be negative talk, positive talk, affirmations, all these things. Um, mm-hmm. And again, when I look at this right here. The stuff I wrote down is exactly what you're talking about. It's amazing. So, uh, so that's one. I think we all need that, whether it's a personal friend or a coach or a mentor or whatever. Mm-hmm. Affirmations, what you say to yourself, catching yourself. Yeah. You know, I was thinking to myself the other day. I'm talking about this and that. I'm like, you know, you know, we live in a world right now. The you know, there's a lot of you can look at a lot of negativity, mm-hmm. right? Everywhere you go, news, whatever. Yeah. But you also can look at the abundance and the goodwill in people mm-hmm. and the opportunities out there. And at 24 years old, there's amazing opportunities out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like just beginning, right? Yeah. So sometimes when I catch myself going down that rabbit hole of, you know, things aren't going that great and, you know, we're struggling here, doing this here, I'm like, wait a minute, what, what, stop. Because I need to support this. And then, right. as you mentioned, which leads us into the next piece, is your social support systems. Mm-hmm. What, to me, is like, who am I surrounding myself with, right? Right. So, and I tell this story, one of my really close friends, he's a heart surgeon down in, in South Bend, Indiana, and he's amazing, been doing this his whole life. But one of the things I was asking him one day about, we're talking about bypass surgery, and I said, when you do bypass surgery on predominantly, I'm talking about many men, I said, what percentage of those men that you do bypass surgery on smoke? Mm. And he goes, Chris, it's incredible. Mm. Uh, I would say 50% of the men that I do bypass surgery on are smokers. Wow. I said, wow, that's, that seems in this day and age, but you know, sometimes we, we're not around it. Right. So he says to me, mm. I said to him, well, a lot of those people that you do surgery on, bypass surgery, open their heart up, do the whole, you know, open the chest cavity or whatever, how many of them quit smoking? He said, rarely any of them quit oh, smoking. Oh, so they go back to it. And I said, I-, I can't understand that. He goes, Chris, how many people in your space, in your social support network, network smoke? And I'm like, I don't have anybody. Right. And he goes, everybody in their social support system smokes. Mm. Their spouse smokes. Their friends smoke, their kids smoke, their colleagues smokes, everybody smokes. So yeah. for them to quit smoking is it's up it's so much upheaval. Mm. And I think about that all the time is like if you surround yourself with people that are have more positivity and they're kind of craving your lifestyle, yeah. that supports you mm-hmm. along the way. So I think we want our listeners, our viewers, to really start thinking about their support network, yeah. their personals, That's affirmations, yeah. positivity, and then surrounding yourself. Yeah. So like in I, your world... I actually want to add on something. Yeah, go ahead. cut you off, but also, I, I kind of feel like to say this too. Um, when I was doing... I, I kind of got along with it on what I was saying earlier about the affirmations, but that's just a part of what I do. But it's more like my environment has a lot to do with also what I watch. So let's say if you don't have a personal coach or you don't have um, someone in your ear telling you, you know, you can do you know great things, right? I go on YouTube and I find different people that's 
that fits the lifestyle that I want or fits the lifestyle that I'm trying to reach, I should say. So I, I follow these guys on YouTube and they always like it's kind of like a podcast, like how we do these podcasts sure, and I right. listen. It's like you have a, a virtual personal coach. Like they're not with you, but they're you're listening to them. And eventually your mind is going to get filled up with those things. And that's why I feel like the environment with that is like if you only listen and watch those type of videos and those type of audio, how how wouldn't you? Absolutely. change your mind on that. Well, and the other thing, too, the opposite would be I'm watching all this other garbage. Right. And then you can see how that takes you down, especially with, you know, social today. I mean, you can find all sorts of negative stuff Mm -hmm. or you can be. But you have to be back to the discipline that I can't be watching all that stuff. Yeah. I need to be watching or or like in in our podcast. Hopefully, you know, we want to keep that energy and that positivity so people can use this as a as a support system. Yeah. And the last thing here, the third pillar here. So again, ask yourself, is your current social network supporting your goals? Right. That's a great question. Mm-hmm. Ask yourself that. And then how could you improve your social support network? Mm-hmm. And so I, I like what you said earlier. I'm a big fan of mentoring. Mm-hmm. Always can find a mentor. Mm-hmm. I've had some amazing mentors back in the day. I had Al Ahrens and I would, you know, meet with him for lunch at least a couple times a month. And and I had my own agenda, mm-hmm. but every time I started getting in it, he kind of had his, like, and he would push me. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember him talking to me one time about writing my book. Mm-hmm. And this is a long, long time ago, my first book. And he says to me, um, let me share with you something. Every day, every, every time we get together, you always have some kind of excuse about writing your book. Mm. You know, the dog ate my homework. You know, the kid's got a cold. You know, I mean, it's all that stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he says, let me tell you something. Do you know 98% of the people that start writing a book, only 2% complete their book? Wow. Do you want to be the 98% or do you want to be the 2%? Mm. And that day, I remember that. I'm like, okay, the guy just kicked me in the teeth yeah. in a good way. Right. And from then on, I'm like, you know, you're right. And then I started asking him more. I said, so tell me, Al. He, he was a accounting professor. And I said, do you really enjoy running, writing accounting books? Mm. He goes, I love the process. Mm. And I said, I hate the process. He said, you're looking at it all wrong. Mm. He said, you got to set up a, a different environment. Mm. you got to set some time away. So, I, so the next thing you know, I said, maybe you put on Baroque music. You get some essential oils, maybe a aromatherapy, create this amazing environment. Yeah. And now you have this oasis that you actually enjoy or the writing process. And he was exactly right. So mm. which leads us into the third one is your environment. Yeah. You know, what that's, is, that's is your environment mean. supporting? Mm-hmm. Like you and I talk a lot about movement or if somebody are wor- working out at home and you don't like your environment that you move your body in. Yeah. Well, then change that because if it's dark and it's you know cold and that's not in that that's not you know engaging mm-hmm. so i always look at if i'm trying to eat better or drink more water yeah i gotta set up my environment right so how are you doing that how are you improving your environment well I, i'm living kind of living proof but i am i'm not done yet but um even with eating correctly so when i started eating right going back when i was back in college and all of course i was around you you're eating like Terrible, you know what I'm saying? Everybody <laughs> doesn't really care about their health. It's kind of like whatever, you know, McDonald's, whatever. Um, but when I started getting more health conscious, I had looked at 
you know, my surroundings, my area. What's in the cabinets? Who was around me eating this and this? And what am I, you know, put placing myself in? Am I going out with my friends? Are they all, after we go out, are they all going to try to go fast food? I had to, you know, set that up in my mind and, and just try to, you know, put a fine line between it. Right. So it's like when I try to be more health conscious, I'm like, okay, I can't buy no more snacks. I can't buy no more sugary foods. I'm going to tell everybody around me, like, this is what I'm trying to do. And I inform people, and the ones that support it, you know, they didn't there bring nothing go. around me. So right. it's kind of like, you know, you're placing it out there, and then you're just taking it serious, really. Yeah, if you're trying to quit smoking or drinking and yeah. eating better or whatever, you're trying to set that environment up to support what your goals are. Pretty much, yeah. It's like you you, you only can control so much because – it's only a few things that you can't control in right. life. You can't control somebody bringing a burger around you, but you can't you can't let them know in the form right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're coming in here. We got the oatmeal in the morning, yeah. got my soft cooler. You got your stuff in there. We're going to the kitchen. We're doing. But yeah. if you got a bunch of garbage around yourself, you don't have any water where you want it, or right. you maybe put it in the car or whatever. I'm traveling, right. or you're traveling or whatever. You want to create that environment right. that supports it. And if you're trying to, you know, if you say, you know, I got to, I, I, I eat way too much ice cream. Well, then quit buying the ice cream. Right, right. <laughs> clean your fridge. Right, clean right. it out. And then maybe right. put something else in there that satisfies you. Right. It's not that maybe the ice cream, but you're putting something in there. Yeah. But you're not, because if you just put the ice cream in there, you're just torturing yourself. Exactly. Because it's just sitting there calling your name to yeah, come you, back in there. You always got them people like, well, I can be disciplined. I'm good. I'm fine. <laughs> but then, you know, <laughs> a week later, they eat which, ice cream. Which leads us into the next component. <laughs> which is number five out mm-hmm. of seven, is willpower. Mm-hmm. And so I hear this all the time. I just don't have any willpower. And one of the things I always say is, were you not in line when willpower was handed out? Everybody can get deficient in willpower. Yeah. But I, I truly believe willpower is like a muscle. Now, I'll just share with you real quickly for me, but when I get a good night's sleep uh-huh. and I've moved my body and I'm hydrating, I'm eating better, I'm good. Yeah. But if I don't sleep, I'm tired, I eat, got crummy food here, my willpower starts to disappear. So it's like the battery, I I haven't plugged it in. Uh So for me, when I tell people about willpower, if you do not recharge your batteries, your willpower is going to run out. Yeah, that's true. And and so we think that we just, oh, you just have more more willpower. Well, willpower is a muscle. You build it over time. Mm -hmm. So what do you do to improve your willpower? Uh, sometimes in the morning, I like to pick out the clothes I'm gonna wear. Mm. Um, I, I actually s- seen some video. I forgot who was it. Who said this? It, it might have been the owner of Amazon, if I'm not mistaken. But in the morning, they don't. They like to not make certain big choices because it can de- it can make your willpower like, oh, I got to think about what I'm gonna because do. Because it's this. taking away energy. Yeah, correct? it's taking away your energy of decisions. Right. So it's like. That's how I like to do it. I like to have certain things already planned out, so I'm I'm already knowing how my day is going to be. So if you have your workout equipment, you know, yeah. in your car or here at the office, I'm I don't good. have to. I, I don't, don't have, have to worry about that. It's just now. It's just. I love that. It's a state of flow. So, so I'm not spending a lot of energy trying to figure out how to do this. Yeah. I'm trying to keep my battery plugged in so it doesn't bother me. Yeah. On a one to ten scale, how strong is your willpower? Willpower, I would say, is an eight. Okay. Eight out of ten. And the reason why I say I did eight out of ten, sometimes I do slip up if I want some pizza or something, I'm like, whatever. But I try to eat the best kind, though. Sure. You know, I might go, you know. But 
I'll say eight out of ten. Like okay. You, you can't push me off. If I, especially if I have my mind committed, you're not getting me off my square. Right. Mm-hmm. So once you feel again, you got the data on the calendar, mm-hmm. it, it keeps climbing up. What's another thing? What causes you to lose some of your willpower? Mm. Out my environment. Honestly, like let's say, if I was like. Let me not even relate this to food. Let's just say in general. So I if just, Tab comes in here and brings yeah. a bunch of cookies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They like, and it's on the table. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I don't want no cookie. All right, I'm going to leave it right here. I'm good. Don't eat them. <laughs> Two days later, it's like, okay, I see him again. Everybody eating them. It's like, eventually, I'm not going to fold if I have a mind to it. But let's right. just say, I just told myself, I don't want to eat cookies this week. Eventually, I might tap in and eat it. So I tell this story sometimes <laughs> that... Uh, my wife Paula makes these um, date cookies over Christmas, uh-huh. and they're little airy date cookies. They're amazing. And so, a hundred years ago, it's Christmas morning, and we come down. And she's got the date cookies coming right out of the oven. Uh-huh. Well, I come down. I haven't done wheatgrass yet. I haven't done my water, cod liver oil. I haven't eaten my oats on the run. I haven't done anything. So I just said, I'm just going to go over there and gra- grab a couple of date cookies. <laughs> so I go over and a couple date cookies, spike my blood glucose level up. At the end of the day, I had probably 23 date cookies. That's how I beat I, like no, I had no willpower. I mean, I completely collapsed. Yeah. And then everybody's around me going, what's wrong with Mr. Positive today? He's not so positive. Uh, I'm like, I'm in a food coma all day right. because I lost my mind. But I, I knew better. Mm-hmm. But at, in the moment, i like, oh, I'm just going to have a couple. Right, right. But then when my blood glucose level went crazy, I, I don't have any willpower. So yeah. you, you can have the best intentions. Mm-hmm. But if you don't set that environment up and you understand the physiology of the body, sometimes we just beat ourselves up that we need to not only build our willpower, but we need to protect it. Right, yeah. Now, you like you said, it's a muscle. So it's a muscle. Don't, don't just think your willpower is going to be super strong. You're like, well, like how I was just saying it. it I don't want to sound too arrogant, but it's like I've built this over time to you be able to it. say it. Yeah, it, so, so that's like, what I really yeah. like what you just said. You, you're building it building it over time because again yeah. it's these small gradual things that mm-hmm. you just and then it creates that confidence that you know what i don't even care if the cookies are here right now yeah as long as i've eaten i've moved i got hydration i'm good i don't right. need that you know right. and then yeah. the time the time if there's a time for that there's a time for that and right. i feel right. good about right. it. i'm not beating myself out up about it mm-hmm. all right so we got two to go okay the last two are some of my favorites and this one is number six is learning how to pivot. Mm. So when people say all the time, hey, Chris, you know, Antar Living, Matt, Kristen, Rashawn, Tab, can I have a diet? I'm like, oh, no, because the diet doesn't teach you how to pivot. I had a gentleman this morning, we were doing some training this morning, mm-hmm. and I said, I can run you through a workout or I can teach you how to work out. And I said, that's what we're going to work on. We're going to work on teaching you that you can pivot at any time. Because when you learn how to pivot, there's no more prescriptive approach. You can yeah. learn how to do it, and that's what we try to do is we try to teach you a lifestyle versus you got to follow this lifestyle. Right. So when you think about pivoting, what, what does that mean to you? Man, I would say, how can I say with pivoting? I, honestly, if I have my mind set on something and let's say a big challenge comes nearby or something, I, I just – I don't know. It just depends. Like, it just depends on how committed I am, to be honest. For me, for example, let's just say I had plans to go to the gym, Mm -hmm. and the gym closed. All right, what am I going to do today? I can go for a walk, or I can work out in the space, or today I'm good. I'm not going to move my body. But 
if if I go to a restaurant and I decide I want to get the you know uh, sea bass and they don't have it, okay. Then what what's another? So what's another we just want to feel like we have the mm-hmm. skill mm-hmm. that we can pivot because when we can pivot, that's everything. And what we do on our kind of our worst day is always kind of like the best. If that's the worst thing I'm going to do today, like people say, well, the only option I had at this place is I could get this. Mm-hmm. Okay, you do the best you can with wherever you're at. You're learning how to pivot. Yeah, I like that example. Uh, I actually want to go back to around COVID. When COVID happened, that's when I first started my fitness, actual fitness journey. Like I was always working out before, but 2020, I would say, is when I started getting more, you know, taking it a little serious. You sure. Know? And I just remember um, I was going every day. I would wake up every day before 8 and go to the gym. That was just my thing. Like, it was just I created this habit and I was doing. COVID happened. All the gyms shut down. So I'm like, I had to think about it. I'm like, what am I going to do now? So instead of me just giving up and being like, you know, the gym's closed. I'm going to take a break, wait for it to open up. I went outside. The stuff I was doing at the gym, I just went on YouTube and find found um, things that you can do as a replacement. Sure, absolutely. So if, if I got on the treadmill, ran a mile, then I went outside, ran a mile. If I did, you know, lap pull downs or bench presses, I was doing push ups and I was doing pull ups. Find right. a park. So Here we like, go. Yeah. And I think that's the big thing because that is a skill. But again, don't feel like you have to follow the prescriptive approach. Mm-hmm. It's more learning how to pivot over time. Yeah. And the last one today, number seven is this thing about momentum. How do you keep the rock rolling down the hill? Yeah, I like that. Because when you think of all like sports and stuff like that, it's all about momentum. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wow, what happened to the energy? How did it, what really happened here? Momentum yeah. change. Well, what does that mean? What's momentum? What's momentum mean to you? you you're an athlete. Yeah, momentum is like, we going, like, ain't no stopping, like, like, like let's, talk rolling. About, let's talk about basketball. You know, right. you got momentum, you, you just scored five, we got 10 points in a row. Here we go. We're going to keep going. Right. Now, now, the, every, now the pressure's up. Now we defending. Now we shooting threes. Now everything is going in because we're going. So I always like to think of – I always <laughs> look at momentum as like positive mojo. Mm-hmm. And if you looked at the, the science of what momentum is, so here's the law of momentum. Mm-hmm. So if you want to know what's the law of momentum, it's P equals M times V. Mm. So the P is momentum equals M is the mass and V is the velocity. So what the heck does that mean? Mm. So just understand that it's mass times velocity. And so one night I was in graduate school and I had this amazing advisor in graduate school. His name was Dr. Kwako. And he was always coming up with these amazing gold nuggets. Loved this guy. He was Mm -hmm. kind of my driver in this profession. And we're talking about the law of momentum, P equals M times V, and you know we're debating back and forth of the class. And, and he stops the class and he says, hey, gang, you guys are looking at this way, way, way too difficult. Mm. Momentum is like flying a 747. He goes, life is like flying a 747. We're like, what are you talking about, Dr. Hull? Yeah. And he said, if you think about an airplane or a jet like a 747, uh-huh. all the energy is at takeoff and landing. Mm. Once you get the plane up in the air, you create momentum. There's hardly any, the, you got the mass and the velocity going 100 miles an hour, and there's no 
there it takes hardly any energy. And then like we think that. about lifestyle. We spend all this time. I'm on a diet. I'm working out crazy. I'm up and down. Up. It takes way, way, way too much energy to get up at altitude. Uh-huh. But once you get at altitude, it's like a glider. Yeah, that's the glider that's cool. has no like energy. And yeah. if you looked at, if I'm going from like tomorrow, I'm flying to Arizona. Probably between once we get up in the air, about thirty-five thousand feet, we're going to probably use about twenty percent of the fuel mm. all the way to Arizona. All the other fuel is going up and, down. and coming down. I like that. Yep. Yeah. And so, if we can understand how do we get the plane up in the air and just do a little bit, we keep that momentum. Yeah. Even if I don't get a chance to work out today, I might even do some stretching or I might go for a walk. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I'm not eating perfect today, but I'm drinking my water. I'm still keeping that momentum. Like you said during COVID, you didn't quit. You just said, I'm going to start moving my body outside. I keep the momentum going. Yeah. Because when people get stuck, and I really, this is what I think, it's way too hard to constantly stop and start. That's and it's no fun versus if you just do a little bit every day. Yeah, Tiny like little habits every day over time creates this a momentum. So like once that, that plane gets up in the air, you create that momentum. And through the turbulence, you keep going. And you keep through the turbulence, <laughs> yeah. right? You still have that energy along the way. So yeah. so as a like quick that. recap, and again, you can add anything at the end, yeah. but happiness is in the pursuit. It's always in the journey. Mm. It's never planting the fa- flag at the top of the mountain. It's always the good stuff is in the, in the struggle. It always will be. And we go from zero to one. Mm-hmm. Just get started. Don't make it harder than that. Day by day. Number two, motivation. If we can go from extrinsic to intrinsic, we do it because we want to, not because we have to. I like that. Build a habit. You do it one step at a time. Mm-hmm. Build the cue. Build the reward. Build all that stuff. But again, make that simple. Mm-hmm. Number four, support systems. We have personal support, social support. Again, who you're surrounding yourself with. Yeah. What's your environment look like? Number three. Number five is willpower. Again, I think all of us have to understand how we then need to plug the, the yeah. battery in and recharge. Yeah. Number Seriously. six is learning how to pivot. And last but not least is how to keep that plane up in the air with momentum. So as we wrap this yeah. up, any parting shots you want to share yeah. with our listeners? It's a deep one. Um, <laughs> I, I we like talked this. a lot about a lot of stuff I mean, about momentum, really. Revised over this one more time. I like this, but I would say to the people one out there, um, with your environment, I had to learn this myself. You have to be careful who you tell your vision and your dreams to because not everybody shares the same idea and goals and the same mindset. Um, if you're, let's say you wanted to lose weight and you're around people who don't believe in working out, you don't uh, believe, you're around people who really don't believe in dieting, right? They're going to put their perspective, their paradigm on you and be like, well, that's not the right thing to do. I, I honestly feel like you have to surround yourself with the people with the same goals, the same mindset. And if you don't have those people, then just be alone for a minute. But that's that's the big one for me because once I remove myself from people who didn't think like how I did and place myself around people that did, like I'm here, even here, everybody shares the same ideas and beliefs and it's easy to grow in that type of environment. If I was in an environment where I couldn't even, you know, I'm around bad food all day, I'm around just negativity, then eventually, you know what I'm saying, it's not really going to change me, but it's going to have an effect. Well, and it, and, it, and it wears you down. Yeah, and it wears you down. Yeah, bad. I mean, sometimes we get tired of we get tired of pushing 
Yeah. We sometimes we'd rather be doing, you know, people soon doing some pulling. Mm -hmm. And if we're all in this group, whether it's you, Tab, Matt, whoever it is in here, you know, you come with this good energy. Yeah. And it's and it, it's a fun place to be and everything. Mm -hmm. But that's the, what we want to share. And I think what what you said is exactly true. Is it's that circle of influence. Mm -hmm. And, and and we're in a challenging place in our world today. Yeah. So this is not a Pollyanna, but there's so many opportunities out there. There's so many wonderful people. Mm -hmm. And um, we need to surround yourself with people that are lifting you up, not pulling you down. So yeah. all huge. good stuff. And I want to hear more. Maybe we'll talk about this another, another time, but yeah. I want to get this millionaire mindset. I want to hear what the 24-year-old oh, yeah. is doing. And <laughs> I love what you're saying because I think it's, you know, it's like anything else. It's just a behavior yeah. um, of what's possible in your life. So, again, thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thanks. And um, wishing everybody health and happiness. And we'll see you next time.